This is the Oanda Podcast. Well, this is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts from around the world with all the latest business and market news. And let's speak to Jeff Halley in Singapore. Good morning, Jeff. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Let's get the latest from you on the markets and a mixed picture from Asia. Yeah, game of two halves. ASEAN countries, uh, Singapore, Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia, all underperformed today following the US markets lower uh, from Friday. But the news that uh, China had overtaken the US as the world's top foreign direct investment destination lifted sentiment in Northern Asia. So we saw Chinese shares uh, rise, notably in Hong Kong, where they had a huge day, but also neighboring countries such as South Korea and Japan also performed very well, as did Australia before it goes on holiday tomorrow, because it always has a very high beta to the performance of China. And that UN survey, quite interesting, actually, you mentioned China overtaking the US of the world's top destination for new foreign direct investment. Uh, It looks like new investments into America from overseas companies fell by almost half last year. What do you account for that? Was it the Trump effect or COVID or something else? I think it's a combination of of all of the above. But I think notably it would be COVID-19 and the massive recession that the United States has had. The US dollar weakened through just about all of 2020, which suggested that flows were heading out the other way and not into the United States. So I, I think that the slowdown in the, in the business sector and the, and the real economy in the US as they've um, uh, been battling COVID-19 has uh, affected those FDI flows. We all know what uh, success story uh, China has been in 2020. Uh, It also has quite attractive yields on their government bonds as well. And I think that accounts for a lot of the FDI flow. Interesting article in the Financial Times, a couple of them actually. Uh, Something we've already talked about, investor anxiety mounts, it says, over prospect of stock market bubble. This has been bubbling around for a good couple of weeks. Yes, it has. And it doesn't seem to burst, so to speak, either. I've uh, answered a few queries on this one over the last... uh, 48 hours as well. Uh, my opinion is, is that uh, asset prices are being supported by uh, central banks, notably central banks keeping rates near zero and engaging in quantitative easing. And that sort of market, with those distortions of capital flows, investors are looking to make a return on their money elsewhere. That almost certainly means asset price inflation. And amongst those assets will be property and also equity markets. And so we need to understand that the driver of the stock market rally uh, is is being caused by uh, central bank monetary policy, not necessarily by irrational exuberance, so to speak. Uh, These are deep and underlying flows. So until interest rates start normalising around the world, I I think we're going to see uh, asset prices continue to inflate. If you get 0% on your money in the bank, uh, but you can get one and a half or two percent by buying an equity, for example. That's still more attractive than having it in the bank. Not just asset prices, though, in terms of inflation, uh, Jeff. There are concerns that, uh, or maybe they're not concerns for a lot of people who want a bit of inflation, that it's going to come back. And on this side of the Atlantic, they're talking COVID and Brexit sparking the rebirth of inflation because of rising prices from higher export costs. 
Yeah, this one's a bit of a red herring, though. If, if prices do go up, uh, yes, that does cause inflation, but it only causes it for a year, and then it drops out of the CPI uh, uh, calculation. Uh, much more concerning would be wage cost inflation, where everybody starts getting 10% pay rises. Of course, you and I down on the ground as simple common men would love to get a 10% pay rise, but it does give uh, economists nightmares. So I, I think this is a little bit of a red herring. I, I think inflation will rise because I, I believe there's a huge pent up consumer demand to either go on holiday or to spend once uh, the world starts reopening. Uh, and that will push up prices, but I don't necessarily believe that we're going to have a blowout in inflation. As it happens, I actually believe that some central banks around the world would like to see that because um, it's going to be the easiest way for governments to pay off all of these COVID-19 debts they've run up, and that's by inflating the economy, inflating their way out of the debt. This is much the same thing that happened actually after World War II, where uh, they, all these countries had huge war debts, uh, and the way they paid them off was uh, letting inflation run away, uh, which grew the economy, and so the debt became a much lower proportion of GDP. But are we likely to see, because of that, much higher interest rates over the next five years? Not a chance, I believe, of that one. I, I believe that uh, the uh, central banks of the world, uh, excluding the ECB, who are dominated by these um, German inflationistas, I think for the rest of the world, uh, and in fact, they've very clearly signalled it, including the Federal Reserve, they're happy to let inflation move to the top side if that means that, it, if that, means that the global economy or their own national economies are uh, are are achieving escape velocity in their recovery. So I don't think you'll see interest rates moving uh, anytime soon. And I think a lot of this talk we're seeing about that is just that talk and uh, it, it's misguided. OK, Joe Biden enters his first full week as president in the next uh, few hours. And uh, Democrats apparently are pushing for a stimulus deal before a Trump impeachment trial. Do you get the feeling that uh, they're suddenly thinking that the Trump impeachment may not have been such a great idea because it does get in the way? I guess it's a case of uh, be careful what you wish for and uh, also what you hope for may not be what you get. And I think a lot of the financial markets have made this assumption or investors around the world that uh, Joe Biden will table a request for $1.9 trillion dollars and that the uh, Senate Republicans and Democrats will work together happily and pass it without incident uh, and, and, and all will be good with the world and that fits the narrative. That's not going to be the case. There's bipartisan resistance to the size of this uh, package uh, in the US Senate. It gets very complicated in the Senate uh, as opposed to the House of Representatives. Uh, there are circuit breakers and checks and balances on government spending within that. And even with a 51 uh, vote uh, split, including uh, Kamala Harris's breaking vote, some of those measures would require a 60 vote majority in the Senate. So uh, all, I think what we're going to see this week is perhaps um, reality biting and uh, perhaps markets will react slightly negatively to that because at the moment they've just assumed that this is all going to pass through without incident and that's not how it's going to be. Okay, Jeff, finally, before we let you go, let's have a quick uh, look ahead to the next uh, five days or so. What are you looking out for? Well, Johnny, we have a lot of GDPs around uh, in Europe, uh, Germany, pan-Europe, US GDPs, 
other countries uh, outside of the tier ones also providing GDPs. We have China industrial profits uh, coming out on Wednesday in Asia, which will usually spark some short-term uh, volatility in the markets. But the one ring to rule them all, so to speak, will be uh, the uh, FOMC, the Federal Reserve Rate Setting Meeting. That will come out uh, late Wednesday, uh, European time, early Thursday, Asian time. I'm expecting uh, rates to remain unchanged, Fed funds to be sitting there in the 0 to 0.25% range. What Jerome Powell, the chairman, will have to do is very clearly uh, signal to the markets that the Federal Reserve is in no way countenancing uh, raising interest rates or bringing forward their normalisation dates from any time far in the future, because the risk is out there that there could be a bit of a taper tantrum if uh, he's not clear enough in that messaging. That would be bad for equities uh, and bonds and uh, also for um, European and, and, and emerging market currencies. You'd probably see a, a flight back into the US dollar. So. We uh, have to watch uh, for that uh, meeting this week and some very clear dovish, uh, dovish uh, messaging from uh, Jerome Powell. Okay, Jeff, have a really good week and we'll speak to you same time next week. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.